Buenos dias! Welcome to another daily devotion in the middle of the morning, in the middle of the night. I'm your host once again, Pastor Jesse, El Padre, whatever you want to call me. Uh, I wanted to, to say Happy New Year. I hope you're, you're having a good new year. I have uh, wanted to bring in the new year right you know, with a little celebration. Happy New Year! It's all new! Yay! Uh, Today, if you can, in our our fun video, if you could share what are some of your New Year traditions, I would like to hear about them. Uh, For us, there's a couple that we get together with pretty much every year. And, um, yeah, they, they, we, you know, one of the houses and our kids uh, play together all night. We play board games and stuff like that. And then, uh, yeah, it's a blast. What do you do for your new year? Do you watch the ball drop? Do you, I don't know, pray in the new year? Uh, that used to be a pretty popular thing, you know, back in the day. Everybody would go down to like the One, one Thing conferences. Um, yeah, tell me, what is it? What is it that you do? Uh, it's a new year. It's a new reading plan. For those of you who are new, welcome so much. Man, thank you, guys. I know that, uh, you know, the, the reading plan um, last year, for some of you, it was a lot uh, to keep up with several chapters a day. So this year, we're starting a new plan with this this thought, the intention that we want to make it simple. We want to make it easy for people to study the Word of God. We want to make it fun and exciting. And not only that, um, we just want to get you into the habit, into the routine of actually studying the Word. So maybe you're going to see that the, today's chapter is Matthew chapter 1. If you haven't read it already, I, I highly recommend that you go read it. Uh, but for some of you, um, reading a whole chapter might be a big of a bit a big stretch. I think you should still do it. But here's the thing: if you only read one verse, uh, I think that that would be good. Um, I do do something more than you've done before. Maybe you're not going to get anything out of it. Um, and but believe me, the more that you do it, uh, the more you'll get out of it. it it's it's sort of like um, I don't know if you can tell. If any of you have been watching this, I've lost. 61 pounds since the end of July. Um, now, the first day that I was on the, the eating plan that I'm doing, I didn't lose 60 pounds in a day. Uh, in fact, it, it took me, you know, several months to lose it. Uh, but consistency, uh, day after day of eating the right things, putting the right nutrition in my body, has gotten me to the point to where I've lost weight. I'm in a healthier place. My heart doesn't feel like it's going to explode every 30 seconds. Uh, All that stuff. It's the same way. If you want your spirit to be healthy, you've got to feed it the right nutrition. And so with that comes the intentionality in our lives to where we are prioritizing prayer and the word of God and practicing what it says, uh, especially when it tells us to practice something. Something's they're not prescriptive. Sometimes it's just telling you about something that happened in the past. But we're going to help you through all that stuff. So anyway, today we are in Matthew chapter 1. I am very excited. This is an incredibly important chapter uh, because 
a lot happens here. This this is an incredibly important chapter. Some of you are going to look at this and be like, oh my goodness, there's just so many names. Listen, there are so many important names in this, in this genealogy. Uh, there's a reason each thing is there. Uh, maybe not everything will be obvious to you. Maybe it won't be all obvious to me, but let me tell you this. Uh, every single word within this, this Bible, uh, in the original language, we believe is inspired by God and that it was there on purpose. He's not surprised uh, that it was there, not just for the original audience, but for the audience to come, which is us and those who will follow. Um, now, I do want to, to point this out. Uh, if you haven't seen yesterday's video where Dan does this overview of all of the Gospels, I think that that would be really helpful for you to understand Matthew in particular, but all of the Gospels. Um, quick, quick note. Um, Matthew is in particular, he is writing to a Jewish audience. That doesn't mean that he's saying, if you're not Jewish, this doesn't apply to you. He's just, in particular, he, his goal is to convince people who are Jews, uh, people who would live in the land of Israel, that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the Messiah. Messiah and Christ are the same, uh, just in two different languages. Um, and so when I, whenever you read the Old Testament and you see Messianic prophecies, Jesus fulfills all of them either now or like in the first time he comes, like what we're getting ready to read, or in the time he's going to come uh, because we believe he's going to return. Uh, so here we go. Let's let's jump right in. We're going to start off with verse one. It says this in my version. I use the CSB, but you're welcome to use any reasonable um, translation, an account of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. I'm going to pause there for a second because I, I found out this really great, crazy information. There's a guy named something, something France. I can't remember his last name. Uh, it's really early in the morning. It's only like, I don't know. It's one eleven. Um, but this dude named France uh, one of the things that he said, because he can read the original languages, is that when you see it says an account of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, one of uh, the ways that you could translate it or would be better to translate it, it would be uh, the origin of Jesus Christ or the origin of the Christ. Uh, why is this important? Um Number one, if you are a Hebrew or a Jew, uh, primarily um, Jewish person in terms of religion, you understand uh, the the Old Testament texts, uh, you understand the, the Torah, you understand the Talmud and all that stuff, you're going to read this and you're going to know exactly what that means. Uh, because the word origin here... Um, that, that could be translated to origin. In ours, it says the genealogy or the account of the genealogy. What, what he's actually trying to say is uh, he's, he's pointing a Jewish audience to the creation account. Uh, and so in the same way that you could start off, uh, maybe, maybe I'll do this. Uh, uh, if I say, thunder, hear the thunder. Lightning and the thunder. What do you think of? 
most most of you who know what that is, you're you're thinking, oh yeah, like Imagine Dragons. Even though Jesse jacked it up, whatever. Uh, you you would think you know exactly. This is what that would be for them. It is calling their brain to a specific account. Why? Uh, because it's talking about creation. Um, part of the reason why I think this is incredibly important for us as believers in today's world is because it lets us know that, first off, since the creation of the world, since Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. At that point, when he did that, there was a plan for the Messiah to be there. Uh, he knew the fall was going to take place. And from the get-go, he had a plan of redemption all along. He always knew it was going to be there. Uh, even from the, the point where the prophecy about the serpent uh, being crushed, all of that stuff is fulfilled in and through the Messiah. And the reason that is important for us is that when we look at our lives, some of us think, man, like I've dug myself so deep into a hole. Uh, I've gotten myself in a predicament. We'll never be able to get out of it. Let me tell you this. God knew all humanity would be in the holes that they were in. And he had a plan to get you out of it from the get go. That is amazing. Uh, to me, that's amazing. Not only that, this is really important, is that it says the, the origin account or the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Matthew is telling his audience, his, his, his Jewish audience, that he is utterly convinced that Jesus of Nazareth is absolutely the Messiah. And the rest of the book is an account of him trying to convince people that Jesus is the Messiah. Matthew absolutely believes this. I believe this. Uh, let's let's jump down in um, to verse 18. Uh, this is an incredibly important doctrine in the church, what we're getting ready to read. It says this, the birth of Jesus Christ came about in this way. And some of you guys who've been watching Christmas videos and all these sermons around Christmas have been listening to this over and over again. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. So here we go. The birth of Jesus the Messiah. This is where we get um, that Jesus was both fully God and fully man. So this is the assumption that uh, what is getting ready to take place, what we're getting ready to see is the way that the fully man part is being formed. That before Mary had come together with her husband, meaning before they had sex, um, before they, uh, yeah, we don't need to keep going about that. Um, they were legally married. Uh, in, in the day that they lived, the culture that they were in, one of the things that they would do is they would enter into a legal marriage, but then for a year or so, they were considered, they were separated, uh, and then they would come together at a wedding ceremony and everybody would celebrate their coming together. This was during the time that they were supposed to be waiting for each other, so to speak. Uh, and Joseph finds out that Mary is pregnant. It was discovered that they, uh, before they came together. Uh, this is really important because 
Matthew here is not just claiming, he is saying that something miraculous has taken place, that a woman has conceived a child either on her own or miraculously. Um, and so here he's he's claiming absolutely 100% that, that this was a result of the Holy Spirit. So her hus- husband Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. Uh, Joseph is a righteous guy, uh, and he wants to make sure that he saves her good name. Uh, he's going to let her down easy. Uh, but then something miraculous happens. After he considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Jesus, the name Jesus, means Savior. Uh, and so this is what's super interesting here. Uh, he goes on to say this, See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is a quote from Isaiah 7.14. So in this time, 700 years, Isaiah prophesied Jesus's birth that the Messiah would be born of a virgin. This is miraculous. Uh, this is what is super interesting. It also then means uh, Emmanuel is translated to God is with us. I want to close with this that God is still with us. Jesus closes the end of Matthew with these words. Um, let's let's just go there. Matthew chapter 28, verse, we'll start in verse 18. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. He, when we give our lives to Jesus, when we surrender our lives, when we are justified because of our faith and belief and our trust in him, uh, when we do that, we are given a down payment called the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus. And so when we get that, we can say, God is with me. So here we go. Uh, some quick, quick thoughts. Number one, uh, the Messiah is Jesus. Uh, number two, that the Messiah was born of a virgin. Uh, that Joseph, the husband of Mary, even believed that it was an illegitimate conception until an angel showed up and convinced him otherwise. Let me tell you, um, <laughs> that would be, yeah, yeah, like it said, he's a righteous guy. There you go. Uh, we could spend all night on that one, that one concept. But then it ends, or it goes here, and it says that God is with us, that the, the baby inside of her is of the Holy Spirit. You're going to call him Emmanuel. You're going to name him Jesus because it means God saves. Here we have uh, this, this foundation of Christianity, that Jesus was born of a virgin. His name is Jesus. 
He was miraculously conceived, and it means that God is with us. God, in the form of a child, is conceived in a virgin. This is foundational to our faith. Now, for some of you, this is really hard to believe. For others of you, you just think, oh, it's probably in vitro fertilization or something like that. If that were to be true, it was just some kind of in vitro fertilization, then the egg and the sperm would both be from human beings, meaning that whoever this Jesus was then was just the man. And you could say he was just the prophet. But what Matthew here is claiming and what I am claiming is that this is the truth, that this account is the truth, that Jesus is more than a man. He's the son of God. He is God with us. God with me. All right. Let's uh, let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for being with us. Lord, we thank you that you came. And Lord, we, we are glad that we have the Holy Spirit, that we can have you with us even now. And not only that, Lord, we look forward to the day when we will be with you again, that we'll get to see you face to face. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I hope you guys have a good new year. Please don't neglect your time in the Word, even on a holiday. All right, we'll talk to you soon, and I'll have to figure out how to shut this thing up. Peace out, Girl Scout.